are blessed, we are humbled, and we are determined. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode. We are here again. It is your host, Fabian Reyes. And I'm moving around a little bit because we are doing a solo podcast tonight. Um, I'm very excited, and it's really crazy how we bring on guests. We bring on people that are close to me, family, friends, and we talk about their trials, tribulations, their why. And we've never really got into BHD's why and how it became to be. Um, the start of season two, I know I had talked about what really went down with me, you know, what my story was about. I took the whole segment to really go dive in deep and let you guys know where I was standing, where I started from, how I got there and where all this came to be. So I think it's most important that we tell BHD story now and like I mentioned in the first episode, if you haven't listened to it yet, it was it was kind of a it was a weird time. 2017, 2018. We're gonna flash back to that point for a while and kind of jump around um to get to the end point of this. But BHD was really made up in 2018. I started it in 2018. Um, like I said in the story, if it wasn't for KRUX, uh NMSU, um, the Crux Radio Station, the family there that really introduced me to podcasting and really introduced me to what it was like to be a part of a creative realm, a creative circle. Um, I only knew baseball at that time. So I was trying to figure out what my next plan was going to be, what my next plan of action was going to consist of how I was going to go about it. And it was, it was a little unorganized. Um, I started writing a little bit. I started trying, I started to invest more time into things that were outside of baseball, outside of sports. Um, I always figured, Hey, might as well work in a sports field and might as well have it, you know, dictate around communications, digital technology. So when I stepped into that job, it was very eye opening because I came across a lot of good people, very good people. And I went in there, put my ego aside and I said, look, I'm here. I really want to do this, this and this. I need to start somewhere. How can you help me? And right off the bat, I would say everyone that um, I met at KRUX was really cool. We had similar classes together and it just so happened after I started going in more times for work, it was a study, a work study job that was offered to kids that didn't have, that didn't need financial aid for it. So it was perfect for me. Um, Student employment was really useful when it came to stuff like that because it was easy cash to make and I enjoyed doing it. So why not? Um, I learned the whole soundboarding system. I learned how to edit on um, on Premiere. I learned how to edit on uh, Adobe Audition. And it was just falling into place piece by piece. I did not once get frustrated. I did not think that I wasn't ever going to be able to do that kind of thing. I loved competition at that time. So I still had this side of me where I wanted to be good at any type of thing I put my mind to. So kind of going back a little further in 2017, um, I was at Luna and I knew that I was going to stop playing baseball. So I figured, okay, let's go get a degree. Let's put it as something to use and let's do something that no one else is trying to do. That was my biggest thing. I always wanted to take pride in being different and having a different perspective in life and having a different, something that stood out about me that kind of put me aside to the regular crowd. So when I got back to NMSU, I really invested my time into my photography classes, my marketing classes. I tried getting close to professors. I tried staying after 10 minutes to talk to them and listen to what they had to say. I had a really cool professor that Nate and I talked about on his episode about Bruce Berman, um, a guy that I look up to till this day, um, Kenneth Bachicha, my 
professor and my director at Luna Community College, another big guy that I look up to and inspiration when it comes to the creative side of things. David Martin in high school, my multimedia teacher, another person that really paved the way into getting me to this point. So I want to say thank you to all those people because they really made me, they crafted me into this creative side. And if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be sitting here. So thank you guys. But moving along, moving back to 2018, uh, I knew I wanted to do something big. I was working in El Paso, like I talked about in my story, driving at five, six o'clock after my second job, going, coming back home at three in the morning while I still had my karaoke job. So I was holding three jobs at that time. I knew every time I was driving home at two or three in the morning that it was going to pay off, whether it was cold outside, I was working in a warehouse. Dude was really cool, owned his own bat company, um, learned how to make the bats. On top of that, I also did all the marketing. I made calls to take care of the Wi-Fi. I was controlling stock, um, not stock, um, inventory. I was running the store. Um, it was just so many different things that I learned and I had to take initiative on my own. If I didn't know something, I had to look it up on Google. If I needed help on Photoshop, I needed to look up a YouTube video, like all of that kind of stuff I was doing for myself. I was taking the classes, so I knew a good amount of it, but all the little details that go into it that you can't learn from a professor and you have to look out for your own. I did that. So it was, it was cool to see how independent I was. And I think it really, it really set a standard for me where I was like, dang, this is really the capacity of um, of roles that I can play in a, in a job, in a career in the corporate, in corporate America at the time. Cause I first, I didn't see myself not working in corporate America. I was making a check and it was the first time I ever made a real check, um, in my life. I was 22 years old at that time. So I was like, dude, this is cake. I was living at home. Didn't have to pay for any type of rent insurance other than, you know, my phone. And I was just seeing that $300 check and was like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to save this. I'm going to use this. So all in all, I learned so much from the El Paso job and it carried over to my karaoke job. I was also writing blogs every week. I was um, putting together podcast episodes every week and I found myself liking the podcast side of things more than I was liking the writing. I've always been a creative writer and I enjoyed it. I was just never in the journalism or journalistic way, if that's even a word, um, of writing. I was more, let me talk about the stuff I want to talk about and share based off of personal experience. That's the kind of stuff I enjoy. That's the stuff that I like to put into my craft. So I had some decent stories, but my podcast was doing fairly well. You know, I had my parents listening to it. I had some family members, the guests that would come on, family, friends of theirs. So it's the micro community that was inside my podcast just kept growing and growing by the episodes. Each episode, I'd get better at understanding how to edit a little bit better um, techniques transitioning into different topics, asking questions, engaging into what the main purpose of that episode was. And I think that's where I've built BHD to what it is now because of the stuff that I was doing early on. I wanted to make sure I was making a podcast that my name was going on that people knew, Hey man, this doesn't sound too bad. Or this, you know, you, you played baseball your whole life. Are you sure? Like, are you sure there's no interest in multimedia or podcasting? And at the time that I started this podcast, guys, podcasting was not very big. 2017, 2018 was, you know, we had like Barstool, we had um, Color Daddy, and those are the huge podcasts. With, um, um, what's the dude from UFC? My Nate knows who I'm talking about. Um, shit, man. I can't even think of his name right now, but his big podcast. Um, there's a, a mainstream of people that was doing it in a small circle that just 
huge, huge way out there. A lot of people listen to it. Other than that, it wasn't really a thing. So I saw it as an opportunity. I said, you know what? I have a voice. I learned how to be confident in my voice. I learned how to talk in front of a camera. I learned how to put a mic in my face and be able to sit and look at someone and still engage in conversation. It's not as easy as you guys think. It's like you get a camera in front of yourself and you have to put together a one minute speech for your speech class. And you're like, oh, I can do this. I know all about this topic. And you sit down and you can't think of anything to say. It's the most challenging thing ever. You, your ego gets played with a little bit and your confidence level gets tested a little bit because you don't, sometimes you don't like the way you look in your face. You have insecurities that you look at and that's all you ever see. So it can be challenging at times to really just invest the energy and conviction in, I'm going to get this done and this is how I'm going to do it. And if it comes out to me like shit, I still think that we can work around it on the post-production side of things. So putting that aside, Power Hour with Fobs was a learning curve. It was a huge huge milestone for myself. I was so proud and I felt accomplished when I left Crux and saw how many episodes I put together, how many seasons we put together. I was with Crux for two years. Uh, I would say three semesters, so a year and a half. So in the time of a year and a half, I was able to put together two seasons of episodes, which I think accounted to maybe eight, 15 to 18 episodes. And in those 15, 18 episodes, I maybe only had two to three people that came on more than once um everyone else was brand new first episode ever was with sue from shakaboom and that was such a cool story that i that we shared with ray and sue they were amazing community people that were a part of the las cruces community and just shared their business shared their family shared their experiences with uh, many people really cool episode to start off with and then getting into other people like Bryce Rewall, uh, a big one that kind of platformed and put Power Hour with Fobs where it needed to be because at the time Bryce Rewall was living out uh, a story that was literally a, a, a fantasy. And then Henry Montoya, who was a big time entrepreneur who ended up having a lot of success and building his own gym. So people like that are the ones that keep me going they're seeing how they started and where they were at at that, at that time just like how i was there with power out with fobs and seeing them where they're at now it's 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 such an evolution like there's so much that they've done from 2018 to 2022 and it's all credit to the work that they've done they've done and i can't give them anything but props i'm i'm glad to say hey i had them on power with fobs when i had that going on and um, it's cool to look back at. So to kind of move forward, I was, okay. So I was doing podcasting for a year and a half at Crux. That that's the truth. Power with Fobs lasted a year, a total of a year. So in the, I would say eight to 10 episodes I put together where they were branded power hour with Fobs. Now, why did I choose power hour with Fobs? Power with power hour with Fobs was not even a thought. It was more of a, how can I get something catchy and on paper so it could stand out. I was working at the Boys and Girls Club at the time. Luckily, copyright infringement wasn't a huge deal based off of my six listeners that I had on a week on an average. So Power Hour was a was a it was a, a block, a block time that we had at the club for the kids to get their homework done called the Power Hour. Um it was, you know, just it sounds good. Like it just, oh, okay, cool. An hour, our podcast, and our podcast was good at the time. Um, power hour just has that like 
feel that vibe to it. And then you add, you know, my nickname power hour with fobs. It just like, it sounded good. It was like a, a cool little radio station. So it hit, I enjoyed it. Um, I started thinking of other things. I'm like, okay, well I have a semester left. How can I rebrand this and how can I move forward with something that's going to stick and, and it's going to, the longevity of it is going to be something that will, I'll look back at 2030 and say, dude, this is where we started. So I started thinking of names. I started jotting down stuff. And at this point I was really in touch and feel with my creative side. And I felt so strong and powerful. And I felt like I had all of the capacity to get the stuff done that I wanted. So I was writing down things and then I started thinking, I was like, all right, I don't like any of these. Like, I don't, I can't even remember what I came up with, but I just, it didn't, it didn't hit. It didn't feel right to me. So I started thinking, I was like, what can I do that represents me, represents my family and sticks and it flows. It sounds good. So I was like, okay, let me start writing down words. Let me start writing down pillars, values that I was raised with. And lo and behold, it came down to three words. Blessed, humbled, determined. And I was like, ooh, that's, that's, that's pretty hard. I like that. Blessed, humbled, determined. It's, it's a lot to say. Like that's, that's the first, that's the first, like, uh, I would say con that I saw about it was, and when someone asked me like, Oh, what's your brand or what do you do? Bless humble determined. Like it just, there's so many, you know, you got to enunciate it and it's just, it takes forever to say, but I was thinking about it and I was like, bless humble determined, huh? Acronym BHD. And I was like, Oh, that's, that's hard. BHD. I was like, Ooh, that, that can be something right there. BHD. And I wrote it out. I started sketching out some logos. I started working. All right, how can I do this? Can I put the bless? Can I put the H and the D? No, how about humbled? Write it out, put the B and D. I was like, ah, no, that doesn't look good. And I started looking at typography. Typography is huge in marketing. It's huge in branding. Um, another thing that I enjoyed so much about, you know, graduating with a degree in journalism and communications and media studies, the professors that I came across at that time were by far the best professors I've ever had. Um, learned so much from them and I enjoyed the time on top of that. I took away key things that I needed to do to start a brand. And the biggest thing was typography. And that was something that I was really invested in because I always loved to see what different fonts were on Microsoft word in like 20, 2000, 2006, 2010. And I always fell in love with the Arial black. Like it just looked clean. It looked fresh. I liked some of the, like the graffiti art. I don't even remember what it was called, but it had like the A, like whatever, the word text, it was all of it. I loved it. But I started playing around with some different fonts on um, Adobe and started looking at Defont and typography.com. And I came across one and it looked, it looked clean. I would just type in the BHD. I would type in blessed. I type in humble. I type in determined. I want to make sure that the whole phrase the whole brand was going to be represented the way that I wanted it to be. So I came across, I think it's called Ataka, Ataka caps and Ataka lowercase. And man, it, it's the font that it's, that it's in right now, guys, since 2018, bless humble determined has not changed the branded font. And to me, that shows me one, it is strong enough to hold that by itself at any given time. 
And two, after four, five years of claiming BHD, it has not gotten one bad review on it or how it looks. Made two shirts already. Everyone loved them. And it's just the beginning process of what it can be. So those two things right there, Bless Humble Determined was a huge win for me. I was like, oh man, this is it. I didn't even have to think that much into it. I was like, Bless Humble, in terms of saying yes or no to the name, not in terms of the process, but process was long, but I enjoyed it. Bless Humble Determined, I said, this is it. I said, mom, dad, think, I'll, I'll picture this, okay? I'm gonna start a brand. I said, oh, okay, that's cool. What are you gonna do with it? I said, I wanna make an impact in as many individuals lives as possible by being blessed humbled determined i was blessed because i was born into a family that raised us to be good people that raised us to put others before themselves and raised us to be loving caring and as trustworthy as possible i was humbled because i got cut at a d1 school I embarrassed myself. I thought I was bigger than the game. The game was, I thought I was bigger than, for the, I thought I was bigger than the game and I was doing more for the game than the game was doing for me. And I'm determined because I want to do the things that I know can make an impact in these people's lives. I'm determined because I looked at how low I got when I wasn't making it in baseball and I said, I never want to be here again. So now I'm determined to spread my knowledge, my experience with other kids, with other people that have gone down the same path and feel like there is nothing else left for them besides the thing that they failed at. And I was like, boom, that's, that's it, man. That is the direction. That is my ticket to be great. You know, they always say you get one chance at being great. You get one chance at doing, you know, something phenomenal. And, uh, I, Take it with a grain of salt. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, I take every, um, every good thing in my life for granted, but I do feel like we have every right and we have all of the control in the world to be as great as we want to be. If it was now, if it was two years before then, every time I look at a situation, it's a learning lesson. There's a lot of change going on in my life right now. Um, work, life, um, just certain things that are I'm doing that I'm noticing that it's probably a bad habit and I need to get out of. We're always learning. And I try to put myself in uncomfortable situations so I can learn from it and I can be better than I was the day before. And it can get challenging at times. It really can. But in terms of BHD, I feel like it is only as good as the people that I have in it. It is only good as the work I put into it. And with BHD, I mean, we've been doing BHD podcasting since 2018 of the spring. So it fell off, came back to it after COVID, um, moved to Arizona, picked it up again, tried starting a season one of BHD Tempe, rebranded in a, a way. I would say BHD was here. BHD Tempe took like a sideways branch to it. It was like corporation foundation. So I tried BHD Tempe on podcasting um, when I first got here in Arizona and I didn't like it. I, I, I thought it was going somewhere. I was doing the right things. It was getting a lot of hits. TikTok was blowing up. They loved it. It was at the time where podcasting was at its peak and people were more invested into it. People were listening to it. 
and it just fell off. It, it was it was on me. I I got so high in more the engagement that I was getting than the actual process and the joy of actually doing the work. So that stopped for, I would say almost eight to 10 months. I had to return all of the gear that I was doing for my podcasting. And lo and behold, I met Olame and I was like, you know what? I think I want to step back into this, man. Like this is huge. Podcasting is still going on. Like everyone loves it now. Everyone's starting their own podcast. Like good for them. No, you know, no shade thrown, but I know I can do some of this stuff and I know I can do it better than a lot of other people. So I'm going to do it. And I did. I went ahead and made a investment on getting this Roadcaster Pro. And it's probably the second or third investment I've made um, in terms of a, a pro in terms of a, a work, um, a work item. So I was scared. I was like, man, this is, it's not, it's a pretty penny, man. Like the, the way the quality of sound comes out, the way the podcast is, you know, put together and the production into it. It's not, it's not like a, a free trial setup. It's, there's no troubleshooting in this. Like all of this gear is professional gear. So yeah, it does take a good amount of money to put into it, but I am willing to invest as much as I can that I can honestly afford and be smart about to put together the quality that I want for BHD. So I was really happy when I saw this come in the mail and, you know, I got it and I was like, all right, it's go time. You know, whether it's by myself, whether it's in Crucis, whether it's having the same people on week in and week out, I'm going to put together the best content that I possibly can. I'm going to try to get a video camera in there and record 30 minutes of it. And instead of going an hour in podcasting, we're going to make it to the point where we got to do 30 minutes, 30 minutes of quality content that can be shared to anyone that wants to listen to it. 30 minutes is tough. If you think about it, having a guest, um, we're already shooting at 24, but having a guest, you know, you guys have to go back and forth and to have multiple guests on means that you have to learn and understand the dialogue that they're trying to give and make sure that you're not cutting them off to a point where the, the show just sounds shitty. So it's been a work in progress, man. I'm very blessed to have two seasons of BHD already. I, I think it's been phenomenal. The ride, the journey, the, the whole process of it has been so organic and it's felt so good after each episode, after the people that we've met in season one and season two, it's been amazing. But to keep that rolling is to do stuff like this, is to sit here by myself at 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night and share how we got here. It's huge, man. Like it, it really is. And um, I support, I support, I thank everyone that has supported BHD. Um, my family, most importantly, they're always repping it. My girlfriend, she is always complimenting it and has been on the show and helped me out as a guest and talking about some more stuff, but I can't speak on anything else except that it's going to keep growing. The plan to make this as huge as it can be in terms of impacting lives directly is still a go. I plan on, I have so many different things that I want to do with BHD and it's, it's not just a podcast guys. It's not just some silly podcast that I do in the back or in the living room of our apartment with a couple of buddies here and there and drink to it. No, it's, it's so much more and more ideas are coming. You know, I, I'm going to be releasing a few more things in these next couple of weeks and the next month we're going to have probably more apparel come out, but it all needs to come out at the right time. I don't just sit here and say it's going to come out and it comes out next week because I need to make sure that the work is reflecting everything that is coming out with it. I don't want to 
buy 80 to 100 shirts and I'm giving out to some random people that I don't even know who they are. I want to make sure that these first batches of apparel of brand wear is going to people that represent the brand. That's what it's all about. That's what BHD is about. It is about the people that can wear it, that can represent it, and that can live it out day in and day out. That has been entrepreneurs. That has been my small circle. That has been my family. And that has been people that are just good people and living out the life they want to live. It's hard right now, man. It's There's so much going on right now that you, we can get caught up in the negative stuff. We can get caught up in, oh man, I was on TikTok for an hour and I saw this dude that was 21 years old and he has everything that I want and I don't have it. I was that, I'm that dude sometimes. Like, I'm not even going to lie. I'm that dude where I'm like, oh man, I'm kind of sad about that. But what does that make me do? One, not get on TikTok that much. Two, when I am on TikTok, I'm only posting my content and trying to filter out all the content that I don't want to see because at the end of the day, the comparison, the the negativity that you get through it is just so, it's so fucked up and we don't deserve that. No one deserves to be unhappy. Not even my greatest enemies do I ever wish to see them have a bad day. I just want to make sure that I am learning from my past mistakes and that I can keep growing and that BHD can keep growing because if I'm not learning, if I'm not taking in how other people have been successful, regardless if it's in stocks, regardless if it's in um, crypto or coding or whatever it is, I want to learn as much as I can because BHD is going to be so universal that people are going to be like, oh man, I thought it was only a podcast, bro. It's like, no, it's not. It's more than that. It's about the kids, it's about the people. And that's what we're going to get at. But again, man. BHD started in 2018, so much more to go, and we're getting close to completing season two. We got a few more episodes lined up. We got another trip to Las Cruces lined up next week. Um, another, We're going to probably get at least three episodes, maybe four, on the Welcome Home Tour, and that should sum up the summer for season two. I'm very excited and very blessed, and thank you to everyone that has made it this far, and the guests that have been on season two have been phenomenal, man. Like it's hard to compare season one to season two because so many good things have happened and so much good content has come out, came out of it. So, um, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. And, uh, you know, stay blessed. You know, we're all humbled and I hope everyone's determined to live a good life. Just like I'm trying to live myself. So peace.